topic of the message is sin and spiritual warfare. Okay? Sin and spiritual warfare. The battle is real. The battle is real. If you come from certain countries, you know, demons are just a normal part of life. In the West, the emphasis on education and materialism. But the battle is real. And spiritual warfare is a lot more than just demons occupying people, people being demonically afflicted, demonized, having demonic attacks in the night, sleep paralysis, feelings of energy pulling out of you, and, and so on. I said we're going to go deeper tonight. That's only one aspect of spiritual warfare. Warfare is really, in the kingdom of darkness, warfare is really about salvation and sanctification. It's about righteousness and sin. That's what it's all about. That's the primary thing, is to move you, destroy your position in Christ. Temptation. See, Adam and Eve had a good life in Christ in the Garden of Eden. But Satan came as a serpent and tempted them. And when he did that, he took control. When, when he tempted them and they sinned and ate of the fruit of a tree, which was forbidden, he gained control. And that's been our problem all along, ever since then. But when Jesus came and Satan tempted him in the wilderness four times four times Jesus overcame he did it for us so that in him we can be more than overcomers over the enemy are you with me sin when someone sins, they enter into spiritual defeat in the battle. Strengthen yourself in the battle. I want to show a video uh, uh, recently. Uh, I, don't, I don't know when it was, last week or no, two weeks ago, to show you the battle. And the battle is primarily about righteousness and sin. Because the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of light, is a kingdom of righteousness. And Satan wants to take people into his kingdom, get them to fall, and chain them through sin. The flesh, tempt the flesh, separate you from your sonship in Christ. You know, you can be a prodigal in sin, or you can be at the party table. He wants you to be out there as a prodigal. You with me? So the, the, the battle is real, and we're going to watch this video. Thanks, Sarah. 
What's your name? Uh, my name's Eric. Eric, what do you need from Jesus, Eric? Uh, like, if I'm being honest, like to deliver me from uh, like lust, pride, arrogance, bitterness, unforgiveness, and family breakthrough. So, did you suffer a broken relationship that was very painful? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's why one reason why you've been located by the Holy Spirit. So what happened? Uh, the relationship was uh, ungodly to begin with, but through my flesh, I just kept pursuing it, and as a result, I just kept spiraling down, 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 rather than pushing into the Lord. So this relationship, you had a, an emotional tie to the person? Yes. And then it, it just ripped, okay? Yes. So that's what I want to pray for you about, okay? okay. So uh, just reach out your hands, everyone. That's the power of God coming on you. What's your name again? Uh, Eric. Eric, that's the power of God coming on you, Eric. And that's the Lord delivering you, okay? That's the Lord delivering you. That's his power on you. the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Leave him. Leave him. Demon, you are powerless in the face of Jesus. You are powerless in the face of Jesus. Now bow. Bow. In Jesus' name. Bow. Bow. In Jesus' name. Bow. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You powerless demon, in the face of Jesus Christ, you have no power. You have no power. He belongs to us. He belongs to Jesus Christ. No. His body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Everyone pray. No. In Jesus' name. You are powerless. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, he's bowing. Powerless demon bows in the presence of Jesus. His name is Jesus, Jesus, sad hearts weep no more, he has healed the broken hearted Open wide the prison doors. He is able to deliver evermore. And that's the spirit leaving him. That's the spirit leaving him. Is it coming out? That's it coming out? That's it coming out? <coughs> Cough it all out. Cough it all out. Cough it all out. Have a plate, please. Cough it all out. It's coming out. 
It's coming out. It's coming out. You powerless demon, get out. All of you. All of you, out. This temple is cleansed by the blood of Jesus. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. This man confessed his sins publicly. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses the temple. He is made holy by the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You're free. You're free, Eric. You can get up. Praise the Lord. Amen. What happened? That was pretty embarrassing, but... Um, what happened? Uh, you, know, you know, Eric, you've got to understand something. We are here to shame the devil and to glorify Jesus Christ. So you go ahead and shame him. Amen. So what happened? Um, it's like my... Like, I, I've seen a lot of online deliverance ministries, but I didn't think I was going to be the person getting delivered. You didn't think it'd be you? No. Uh, so just be quick. What happened? Uh, it was like I was on autopilot, so I didn't want to say those things, but this force kept compelling me to do it. And I wanted to, like, fight you, but I couldn't do it. You couldn't fight me? No. Why couldn't you fight me? Uh, because of the Holy Spirit and the angels were holding me back. The angels were holding you back? Yes, sir. You were powerless? Yeah. Well, how do you know the angels were holding you back? I could feel them. There was like a... Like, when I wanted to punch you, I could feel this, I just, I couldn't do it. I just felt powerless and I drained, just felt drained of power. You know, you can learn from this, the demons that intimidate your life are powerless in the face of Jesus. That's why you always just keep your faith in Jesus. Let your faith be a rock. Because demons use intimidation to try to push you back, to try to get you back off. You don't have to scream at demons. You just have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. You're free. Don't go back into your sin, your lust, manipulating people, all that sort of stuff. Okay? And also, see, God, first of all, spoke about the heart wounding, okay? Like you were so aware of your sin and everything, but he saw the wounding of your heart and he, as he was bringing healing, the demons were manifesting because it's the power of Jesus Christ that heals the heart and drives out the demons. So what are you going to do now? I'll keep uh, trying to live a holy life and turn away from sin and, and keep pushing to the Lord. Follow Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Someone say praise the Lord. Praise God. So in the spiritual battle, strengthen yourself in the Lord. So the enemy will come in and then the temptation is resentment, anger, reaction in the flesh. But you need to strengthen yourself in the Lord, because the enemy will use, often will use natural things to fight you. Like sometimes, you know, it'll come as a demon 
but he normally uses natural things to fight you. So we read in Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. It's a spiritual battle, and you need to find your strength in him. And he doesn't take holidays. So you need to meditate in the word, have spiritual discipline. Everyone say spiritual discipline. You need to be disciplined, you know. You, you know, it's not this like, oh, I feel led by, by God to, lead my, to read my Bible today. Or I feel led to pray today. No, that's, that's another way of saying, you know, I, I feel happy about doing it. But that's, that's your your emotional state. That's not the Holy Spirit. You need to learn to discipline your life to be strong in the Lord. A soldier will have exercises and regime and things they have to do. They have discipline, right? So turn to your neighbour and say, you need discipline. Spiritual discipline. What he wants you to do is the doctor says something and like, okay, I'm, I'm going to smoke marijuana, I'm going to go drinking, I'm going to, you know, play the, play the pokies, or, you know, and, and that's what the enemy does. He gets you to react in some way or I'm going to go beat up a person who's, you know, but you need to strengthen yourself in the Lord and put on your spiritual armour. You need to discern, have spiritual discernment as to what's going on. And the way that we discern things, you, you ready, is we look at things through the word of God. So, when, for example, if I was to say, so come here, Ken. <laughs> Praise God. So I can look at Ken Right, and I can say, well, he's got this, he's got glasses, and so on. All right, that's that's just seeing the man. But if I put this up, I can't see Ken, but I'm looking at him through the Word of God. <laughs> you know, you, you hear what I'm saying? Some people can smile at you, but through the Word of God, what you see is a demon. It's deception. How many people have married the wrong person because they saw how cute they were? <laughs> yeah, I was good. Hey? I was good. <laughs> Spiritual discernment. Your sight can easily be clouded by circumstances, what people say. Very important is to listen to the Holy Spirit. One of the things I've learned, I believe in my life, is to stick with the prophetic. When God says something to me, I stick to it. If I believe it's genuinely from God, it's a discernment, I'll stick with it. Even though everything around might be saying something else. <laughs> I was um, sold a little cottage in the countryside and um, moved to Sydney, renting a house, and I wanted to buy something. 
And the Lord spoke to me in a dream, wait six months. But a family member called me up and said, you know, they're saying that house prices will plummet in 2021 and you should wait until then. But in the dream, the Lord had told me six months and I was in about March 2020. Spiritual attack. Spiritual attack. Someone close gives advice saying that, you know, the Reserve Bank of Australia is predicting blah, blah, blah. I said to them, well, thank you very much for the advice, but I'll do whatever the Lord tells me. 2021, house prices went up. But I bought my house in 2020 and the Lord provided. Discernment is trusting what God tells you when it's truly him. Don't just be led by everything that talks and snores or whatever around you. Amen? You with me? Don't be led by your circumstances. Don't be led by the newspaper, by the news, you know. Be unmovable in the Lord Jesus Christ. Spiritual warfare. Don't move. Stay with the word of God. And if you can hear what I'm saying, don't trust anyone. Trust Jesus. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will make straight your paths. We're in a spiritual battle. Trust him. Don't trust yourself. Don't trust others. Trust him. Amen. Praise God. So there are signs that a person is demonized. Okay? Now, demons are not always manifesting in someone's life as being nasty. You've got to understand the different types of demons, different types of personalities. You get the, the demon of lust, you know, and parading away, attracting all the men, looking real good. Lust. You, you get the happy face demon. Deception. You get the demon of rage. You know about that one. Addiction. Lots of different types of demons. So don't be fooled just because someone's smiling at you. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I went, I went to a church and, and um, I just wanted to sit down and just mind my own business. And this really big guy, really big guy, you know, we're, we're just at church. Like, you're supposed to be all nice people, right? He stands up, turns around, looks at me. What are you doing in here? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> They're all nice Christian people, aren't they? <laughs> Praise God. Signs that a person is demonized. Pride. Just arrogant. You know, they can't take correction. Demons hate to be corrected. Arrogance. 
you know, a sign of the Spirit of God is humility. Come on. How can I improve? You know, talk to me, you know. Uh, you know, um, one of the, the safety things in spiritual warfare is humility, is being willing to listen to people that God's speaking, you know. He places us in the body of Christ for our safety. I said to anyone, remember Bill Sabritsky? Put your hand up. I said, Bill... How do we take refuge from spiritual attack? How do we find refuge? And he said to me, you find shelter under the shadow of his hand. And when he said that, I understood something. Humility. You humble yourself under the shadow of his hand and you take refuge in him. See, the proud person, like, you know, they're doing whatever. But the humble person takes refuge. Lord, I can't deal with this. I need your help. I take refuge. Praise God. You know, in life, you know, we're talking about spiritual warfare and alarms going off. Another key in spiritual warfare is don't stop preaching. Persist. Persevere. Keep going. Because the devil wants you to get distracted. He wants you to get emotionally distracted. He wants you to get angry. He wants all sorts of things. He wants you to give up the work of God. Always keep your focus on Jesus. All the people involved with GEM, Jesus Encounter Ministries, we have a wonderful team of people around the world by God's grace. And uh, I often tell them, we have a mission. We're preaching the gospel, teaching the word of God, seeing people healed, seeing people delivered. We will never be distracted from our mission. Amen? If you want to get distracted, you want to try to distract us, there's the door. Because we're, we want to see people's souls saved. We want to see precious people touched and healed. Amen. Signs of someone who's demonized pride, all forms of rebellion. Demons are inherently arrogant and rebellious. Someone who doesn't want to submit, you know, children with their parents, high school, the government, you know. We need to have this attitude of submission. Hypocrisy. People who are demonized, they often live two lives. Two lives. I sat down and talked to a guy in Singapore, and he said to me, for 10 years, I lived a double life, cheating on my wife. 10 years, double life. People who are demonized often have two lives. They are hypocrites. What did Jesus call the Pharisees? Hypocrites. They'd say one thing, but they'd do another. Hypocrites. People who are demonized live two lives. Go to church, 
go home, beat your wife, be violent, abusive, watch porn, do all sorts of stuff, no one sees. Hypocrisy, two lives. Unforgiveness, bitterness, and uh, victim mentality. person who's demonised is always focused on themselves and their rights. Everything revolves, whole world revolves around themselves. Their rights. Jesus said to Peter, when Peter was saying not to go to Jerusalem because he could die, Jesus said to him, get behind me, Satan, for you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. People who are demonized are always thinking about themselves, how everything affects them. People who have surrendered their lives to Christ are givers. The love of God is flowing out and they live a sacrificial life. Paul said, for what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for his name's sake. People who are surrendered to Jesus are servant people. How can I serve you? People who are demonized is take, 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 take. Praise God. Then there are also strongholds of the mind. This, the person may not be demonized, but they have strongholds of the mind. Strongholds of the mind are things that, thoughts that dominate your mind that are not in accord with the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Strongholds of the mind. And it's not positive thinking that you need or re-education that you need. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10.3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Hallelujah. Some of you have strongholds of the mind. Suicide. Self-rejection. Depression. Misery, always condemning yourself, on and on and on. Unforgiveness, never forgive someone. Strongholds of the mind, and you need the power, the anointing of Jesus Christ to break your strongholds, set you free. Amen? I mean, by God's grace, we've seen numerous children healed of autism. And autism... Uh, can be either brain damage when I'm praying for people. Sometimes I see the brain has been damaged or it can be a demonic darkness of the mind. And it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to destroy that stronghold in that child's mind. That's just an example. You know, people go to psychiatrists and they medicate their strongholds. needs to be destroyed. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing, high thing. Often these things are very proud. And you see it in the education system. You see it, you know, 
high things that exalt themselves. The whole gender thing and the Bible and all this stuff, all this rubbish that's going on, these are strongholds of the mind. Need to be pulled down. These are demonic strongholds. Praise God. It exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You want to know the truth? Just read the Bible and believe it. Amen. The Bible is to be submitted to, not interpreted. Some people, you know, they say, well, it doesn't mean that, and it doesn't mean that, it means this. And it. Are you God? Did you write it? If you were the author, you can interpret it, but you're not the author. All scripture is inspired by God. It's written and established in the heavens. And the devil always wants to mess with it. Did God really say? One of the first, first words of Satan in the Bible, the first words. Did God really say? He wanted to reinterpret it. Amen. And, you know, people reinterpret the Bible to justify their sin. Well, it doesn't really mean that, you know. I remember when I was a young man, a pastor relative of mine said to me that, uh, pornography was his enjoyment of God's beauty. He was, he was a pastor. And I thought, demonic strongholds of the mind. So what's Satan goal, Satan's goal in your life is to tempt you to sin. Tempt you to sin. Someone does the wrong thing to you, Get you angry, upset, unforgiving, bitterness, hatred, revenge. When he gets you into that spot, you've disconnected yourself and become a prodigal. That's what he wants to do. He's attacking your position in Christ. And he uses the most stupid things, the little things of life, to attack your position in Christ. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Sin in the life of the believer is a major breach of defense. So can I talk about my own personal life? Okay. So 2014, stage four cancer, uh, didn't have that much long to live. You can read up on stage four cancer. You, the cancer eats up your glucose. You begin to black out. I could only walk a few meters, out of breath. That's you, is it, brother? Yeah. So my own story, which is not someone else's story, but it's my story. As I was getting sicker and sicker, I had four major attacks, spiritual demonic attacks, the strong man, uh, various ones, they came and attacked me. And, um, and I thought, I've got a problem. I'm dying of cancer and I'm getting attacked. What's, what am I going to do? James 5, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, 
and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your sins, therefore, one to another, that you may be healed. I thought, that's what I've never done. Because I had sin from my past in my life I'd never confessed. And the devil knew that I had a destiny in Christ. The devil knew what God had planned for my life. But I had these open doors of unconfessed sin in my life. And I'd never confessed them because I was too proud. And I thought, Mark, wake up to yourself. You're going to be dead unless you get over your pride. And so I called up my stepdad and I said, Errol Oza, beautiful man, converted Turk. He was in his 80s, I think. And I said, I need to confess my sin. He said, I need to confess my sin to you. I said, no, be quiet. <laughs> I confessed my sin. And then I started texting people, emailing people from 20, 30 years ago. Who, you know, some of them didn't even remember me, didn't know I'd done stuff, asked their forgiveness. So you might think some of the things I did was unimportant, you know, quite tolerable, didn't hurt it, whatever you think. But for me, it was life and death. After I'd done that, I felt this tremendous joy. I'd never experienced a joy like it. The joy of sanctification, the joy of being clean, of having dealt with it. From that moment on, I got better. I got better and the spiritual attacks all stopped. When we have unconfessed sin in our life, sin that we haven't dealt with, we've left open our defences. We're defenceless. Satan sees an opportunity to go in and attack because the breastplate of righteousness is not in place. The breastplate of righteousness is not a piece of plastic armour that you put on. You know those children's spiritual warfare armour? The breastplate of righteousness comes through the blood of Jesus Christ, confessed sin. You repent of your sin. You believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you. So when the enemy wants to attack, he looks at you and he sees light the righteousness of Christ, because it says that Jesus became sin, who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? So when the enemy looks at a sanctified Christian, he sees that there's no way of attack. There's no way to get in. because you've got your armour of light on. Amen? Turn to your neighbour and say, put on your armour of light. <laughs> you know, in the Old Testament, God's people sinned, idolatry, Baal worship, sacrificing of children to demons. You know, they, they, they just did all this in the face of God and their defences were down and God actually sent enemies against them, and they had no defence. And in the Old Testament, the nations knew that victory and defeat were because of what happens in the spiritual realm. 
And the prophets told them, you need to repent, you need to repent because you have no spiritual wall around you when you're in sin. And Satan knows it. He wants you to tempt you, fall into sin, then you've got no defence. Very important, you know. The way is narrow that leads to life. Praise God. So bring your hidden sin into the light. You know, people try to cover their sin, right? But the only way that sin can be covered is when God covers it. The only way. You can't hide your sin. The only way that sin can be covered is by the blood. When you confess it, God covers it and he doesn't look at it anymore. It's gone, separated from him. Jesus said, Matthew 10, 26, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. Hebrews 4, verse 12, talks about the word of God, the power of the word, which is Jesus Christ. And he says, and there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So when God looks at you, you can't hide. Everything is revealed. Everything. So you might as well confess it. It can be cleansed. Praise God. This is what happens when you cover your own sin. He who covers his sins will not prosper. You won't prosper. In, you know, you can have physical stuff, but God doesn't consider that prosperity. Hello? You can have physical stuff and not be blessed. Prosperity is what comes from heaven to the righteous. I am prospered in Christ. But whoever confesses and forsakes them, his sins, will have mercy. So Numbers 32, 23, be sure your sin will find you out. Amen. You can't hide. You might as well just give up. Amen. So what about the punishment of sin? Your sin will punish you. And that's biblical. Your sin will punish you. Romans 1.24. I'm going to take time to read it. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lusts of their hearts to dishonour their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them up to vile passions, that even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature, lesbianism. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful, homosexuality, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. God gave them over. God gave them over. So, like, we're, we're not just in a physical realm. What you sow in the spiritual realm is what you will reap. What you sow according to your flesh is what you will reap. If you have sown 
adultery, fornication, pornography, hatred, being miserly. If you've sown that and you've justified it and you've watered it and you've defended it, that will grow up and destroy your life. Your own sin, the thing that you plant, will destroy your life. And that's Satan's primary tool against the Christian. Justify your sin. That's why it's so dangerous when the church says that sin is okay. The church is doing the devil's task. Praise God. He who sows, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. He who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. That's why it says, for the wages of sin is death. The consequence, it's a natural consequence of sin, is corruption, death. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So let us not grow weary in well-doing. Well-doing in the Spirit of God is sowing in the Spirit. Amen. There are many ways of sowing in the Spirit. What you sow today, you will reap tomorrow. Amen. Say it to your neighbour. What you sow right now, you'll reap tomorrow. So right now, I want to encourage you, forgive. That person who's been offensive, that person who committed incest, who raped you, that person who did all sorts, robbed you, that person who did whatever he did to you, forgive them right now. Let's sow right now. Shall we do that? Let's sow in the spirit right now. Let's forgive people right now. Can we do that? Take a moment. Let's sow in the spirit. Lord, I forgive that person. I choose to love that person. I bless that person. Right now, let's sow in the spirit and confess our sins. Confess our sins. Right now, confess to the Lord your sin. You can talk to your neighbor. You can come up here and take the microphone. Confess your sin. Come on. Let's just begin to confess our sin. Have you been involved in the occult? Have you entertained yourself with Harry Potter, witchcraft? Have you had your palms read? Have you had your eyes read, iridology? Have you seen a spiritual healer, a white witch, a spiritualist? What have you done to offend God? Have you lived a life of gossip? Right now, confess your sins. So, 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 because tomorrow you'll reap prosperity, spiritual prosperity, shalom, peace, and joy will be yours. I'm talking about sin and spiritual warfare, and the way to win is through repentance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm alive today. I'm alive today because I sowed in repentance when I was dying of cancer, and God saved me. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, it works. Sow in repentance, you'll reap righteousness. You'll have victory over the enemy. But while you walk in rebellion, while you walk in your sin, while you justify your sin, you're a doormat for, the, for Satan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Sooner or later, there'll be a day of reckoning for you. Sooner or later, the thing that you've sowed will grow up. 
If you've sown in the spirit, you will reap great blessing. But if you have sown, the only way to cut off, cut down that tree that you've sown in the, in the flesh is repentance. God will cancel the consequence of the sin. He will cleanse your sin away and all the consequence and the punishment and everything gone. Amen. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ died on the cross that we might be righteous, holy, sanctified. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, I know I've mentioned it before, but I think of a couple in, in South Africa and they come up and they say, we want deliverance. A young man says to me, I want deliverance. I want deliverance. I said to him, well, are you sleeping with the girl standing beside you? Are you committing fornication? He said, well, yes. I said, well, how can you ask for deliverance then? That's where you got your demon from. You sow in the flesh, you'll reap. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Who wants to be scratched on the back and who wants to hear the truth? Amen. Praise God. So um, let's, let's come to Jesus tonight. Just close your eyes for a moment. If you've had enough of the devil messing with your life and you're ready to repent and come to Christ, just put up your hand. If you're fed up with the devil messing with your life and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, walk away from sin and walk into righteousness, just put up your hand. Lord Jesus, forgive us our sins. Cleanse us by the blood of Jesus Christ. Make us a new person, born again of the Spirit of God. Deliver us from darkness. Transfer us into the kingdom of light. In Jesus' name, I thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God loves you all. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.